Good morning, family. Maying buntag sa tanan. That got me um, a little off uh, or on to the right. That song shows you a love that's willing to die for you. My message this morning is in essence in direct response to that love. I want to encourage us as a church that everything we do is in response to the greatest love ever shown here on earth. And the Lord, our King, sacrificed Himself and He walked down a path, just like that song said. He walked down a path knowingly and willingly, choosing pain, choosing to die, to pay a debt that was not His to pay, but He chose. I want you guys to understand this. I believe that today we live in a time where we cheapen the gospel. We live in a time where the story in the Word is just like a child's story. I will speak loud. Can you hear me? The story of the gospel of Jesus Christ is not just something from the past, but it's something for today. He says He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same King, the same God, the same Savior, the same Creator that spoke light. And the universe is still expanding because of His voice. This is our God. The same God that created you and I, who formed you before you were in your mother's womb and knew you intimately, died for you and chose to walk down a path that we deserve, chose. He chose to die for you and I. Guys, let's not cheapen the gospel. My message today is about not being conformed to the patterns of this earth. We are in grave danger of conforming to the things of this world, to the statues, to the lifestyles, to the images raised up in opposition to God. The greatest idol we are in danger of, of worshiping today is ourselves. Heavenly Father, I just ask right now for your word of wisdom, for your truth to cut like a double-edged sword, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, for your revelation, not by mere wise and persuasive words, Lord God, but with a demonstration of your power through your love and your grace today. Let your word be known to our people. The Lord God, as we sang today, that every tribe, every nation, and every tongue would declare the glory of the living God, Jesus Christ. Thank you for this church. We thank you for this body. We thank you, Lord God, for the faithfulness shown here. But today, Lord, we ask for your presence, for your rimmer word, Lord God, your living word to come alive. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. I pray that today when we leave, we would leave transformed and renewed. You cannot come into the presence of God. You cannot enter into a relationship with the Creator. Holy God. That's the key. He is holy. He is pure. He is love. He is just. He is mercy. He is truth. He is life. He is abundance. He is light. He is your bread. He is your water. 
He is the drink that you will never thirst again. He is the bread where you will never hunger again. You cannot touch or enter into the presence of God and leave not transformed. Young or old, today the message remains true and clear. There is a warning in this age and time that you and I can be transformed by the things of this world, by the patterns that are set before us. There has never been a time when messages are coming at a faster rate and at a greater pace. Why? Because the devil, the thief, comes to steal, to kill, and destroy our identity bought by the blood of the Lamb, paid for by the sacrifice as he walked down that road and took the debt owed by our sin on the cross. This is the gospel. This is not comfortable in today's world. Why? Because it's against the greatest idol, which is to worship yourself. The greatest obstacle to loving God is to love ourselves. You cannot love two. You can only love God. You cannot love the world and, your, and God. Today, my message is, are we being conformed by whom and by what? By what are you conforming? Imungbuhi, your life today, what is influencing and shaping it today? What fires are you playing with? Are you playing with holy fire or are you playing around the fire that leads to death? You cannot go near a fire and not get touched. You can fool yourself that you're in a fire in holiness and you're touching fire that is unholy. You can fool yourself that you can live on the edge and not fall deep in a hole. But I'm telling you today, it would cheapen the gospel if that was the case. Because Christ, the living God, came to pay the ultimate price for you and for me. That is grace. That is the gospel. And I want to walk with you through scripture today. And I pray that as you listen, open your heart and say, Holy Spirit, Living God, reveal to me today areas where perhaps I have conformed not to you but to this world, to the patterns set before me, to the influences that come day in and day out. You can wake up and go to sleep with the messages of the gospel or the message of this world. The power of media is alive and kicking. Why? Because it's a weapon of mass destruction. It could either be a weapon used for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords or a weapon to steal, to kill, and to destroy our identity in Christ. This is a message that needs to be taken, I believe, with understanding. Why do we need to conform and transform by the renewal of our minds and to put on the mind of Christ? Why? Because it has been called upon us. There was a sacrifice paid for that very purpose today. So my question is today, to what or to whom are you conforming with? Even though you might be sitting in a space that feels holy, but is your heart set apart for God alone? Is your heart living for the king that walked down a path of utter destruction and disgrace and dishonor for your behalf and for mine? I want to open with this. Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. I beseech you, or brothers and sisters, I'm calling out to you. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Brethren, those that profess to know and to follow Christ by the mercies of God. This is what we described this morning in that song. 
that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, not a past tense sacrifice. Living means acting and moving in and through a sacrificial understanding of being set apart for God, holy and acceptable to God. Ask the Holy Spirit today, am I walking in a manner that is holy and acceptable to God behind closed doors, which is your reasonable service, which is acceptable, reasonable in response to and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The path to the mind starts in the heart. An understanding heart is what grants wisdom. Open the eyes, not of my mind, but of my heart. The Lord is interested in our hearts, not our physical outside appearance. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Then you, in another translation, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Today, I want to reveal to us as a body what God's perfect and pleasing will is for our lives today and into eternity. Is anybody interested in that today? Christ came to reveal and to say the kingdom is here. Do you know that the kingdom of God is here? We pray a prayer in this Catholic nation. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed, holy be your name, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is. Present tense living, not future tense. Present today, holy be your name, your kingdom, kingship, rule and reign here today. Give us this day our daily bread. And here's the key. And forgive us our debts, our trespasses, our sins as we forgive those who have debt or sinned or trespassed against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. You see, there are things on earth today, the greatest attack on the good news of the gospel are the temptations to bow. And I want to break that down today. Christ came and said, if you're going to pray, don't pray like the babbling people that just create a religion, making noise. There is something greater and deeper in living life. Do not be conformed by the patterns of this world. Sons and daughters, young and old. Time is limited. I am coming back. You see, the patterns of this world are all around us. But the greatest risk to us and the greatest temptation is to not worship a holy God, but to worship ourselves, our own statues. You see, the kingdom of God, its evidence is righteousness, right living before God and to man, correct? Christ came, and then comes peace and joy. Those are evidences. Christ brought all three in one. Three in one. Right? Christ is our mediator. He paid for us, and He stands in the gap for us. 
But I believe that we as a church are at risk of minimizing and therefore playing the gospel. And this isn't just for the young generation. This isn't just for the old generation. This is for all generations. We must live out the gospel in its entirety. We need to follow what God said is the perfect will of God. If you would open Matthew chapter 5 for me right now. Remember, the message started with, I beseech thee, brethren. I urge you today, brethren, to listen. I felt the Holy Spirit just rack me with a revelation as that song came about Christ walking down that road. If you would open up Matthew chapter 5. And I'm sure many of you know the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, and how Christ describes rightful, righteous living. But today I want to jump into verse 13 of Matthew 5. This is who God, who Christ says you are. You are the salt of the earth. Today I'm going to challenge us to stay salty. There is a need and a lack of saltiness for the followers of Christ, unfortunately. And it's because of the patterns of this world, sometimes slowly, sometimes more obviously, trying to conform, change you from the inside, from the things that feed you, the things that you meditate upon. You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. So that, so that important element, not just let your good deeds shine, the acts of a babbling pagan. They can make their good deeds shine, but there is no so that. They're just making their good deeds shine. You're just touching corners. You're just doing for the sake of doing to look good and to feel good, ultimately to worship your own need. To feel like you're doing good. I'm a good person. No. Shine the light so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. We point our lives are called to be full of flavor so that we point to our heavenly Father. Our lives are to be light. What good is flavor if it's got lost its flavor? Salt, if you leave it in the in your cupboard, in your kitchen, for too long and it gets wet, it's useless. Salt is meant to be spread and used. Light, think about it. Light, what is the purpose of light? Look at the sun. For anything to grow, it needs light, doesn't it? So your life should represent growth and bring growth around you. It should flavor the land. Salt not only flavors, but, but it also preserves. There's a preserving nature that must start inside. What can you give if you don't have it? How can you give of something you never have? 
How can you be salt if you're not salty? How can you be light if there is darkness in your heart? How can you bring life through your light if there's death in your heart? If you're playing with fires thinking I'll be okay. God said you are set apart. You are called for something different. It says this in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. Here's the key. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. There's two key tracks happening here. Right living before God, those that live with the Lord have been forgiven, have walked in a heart of repentance. And then it overflows to forgive others. The world is full of people that don't want to forgive, they want to take. They want to be proven right rather than proving God by showing God, shining the light. Today there may be areas in your life where there's a hindrance for you to forgive. Why? Because the temptation to worship yourself is greater than the calling that God has called you to be salt and light. Therefore, you're not trusting in God, but you're trusting in yourself. That's a hard message. Because all of us live in a, in a flesh and a mental capacity daily. But God says you are more than a conqueror. You are supernatural. You can live and breathe my life, my light. But you cannot look at the world in its temporal format. You need to see through it. I said wisdom starts with your heart. It has to come with a broken heart. You cannot come and serve the King of Kings without understanding what He did for you. That while you were a sinner, He died for you. That He chose a path so wicked, so horrible, and so non-deserving of Him for us. That brings a heart of humility that starts to transform our minds like Christ. Do not be transformed or conformed by the, by the things of this earth, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, today, guys, I want to challenge us. Let the Word of God sit in. You don't have to have lots of words. Spirit to spirit. Deep calls unto the deep. Are you willing to go deep with the Lord? It has to be a choice made. Because I tell you this, if you do not choose daily to pick up your cross, if you do not choose daily to be salty and light, if you do not choose to walk with humility before God, to walk with humble hearts, with a repentant spirit, and to then... Forgive those around you. How then can your heavenly Father forgive you? Like it says in Scripture. This is the key to staying salty, to staying flavorful. That we live with a repentant heart. With an understanding that we've been bought with a price. Our bodies are not our own. You see, the world wants you to say, this is your time. This is yours. You should take it. They hurt you. Forget them. Hurt them back. Find a better way. Squash them. Crush them. The world wants to transform you. I'm telling you this now. If you don't walk actively 
understanding. You will be being shaped right now. If you walk blindly without seeking the Word of God, if you walk without thinking, well, sometimes you can fall into a shadow of others following Christ. It happens. My brother or my sister is on fire. I will go in their slipstream. My mother or my father is on fire. I'll walk in their slipstream. You need to walk in your own stream that God has set for you. And it's a stream that starts with a repentant heart. To, to ask the Lord, forgive me of my sins. And I'm going to forgive others around me even though it hurts. I'm going to be salty. This is the light that I'm going to shine today. I'm going to forgive my brother, my sister, my mother, my uncle, my friend, my cousins, whoever it is, my workmates, my bosses. I'm going to be light because I'm going to trust. I'm going to choose daily. Because if you don't make a choice daily, you will be conforming to something else. Think about life today. What dominates everyone as they walk? It's called the text neck, isn't it? People nearly dying every day because they're just like this. Think about it. There is a non-stop bombardment of somebody else trying to shape you. Of something else trying to conform you to their will and to their way so that you would not bow to the king. Somebody trying to steal your very identity. It's, it's a warning for us to think, what am I spending my time on more, or with whom, that will point to what, how you're being conformed and to whom you're becoming. If you don't choose daily, I guarantee you, you can think for a little while. It says in the Proverbs, stolen bread and stolen water taste good for a while, Right? Sin is like a tasty morsel. Mm, 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 I'm feeding this. I'm feeding that. You know, I, the, the, I know God said to forgive others. I'm willing to accept His forgiveness, but I don't want to forgive others. I don't want to walk in humility. I don't want to walk away from temptation because it's a tasty mortal, morsel. It, th this stolen fruit tastes good for now, but do you know it then says in the second half of that proverb that it is a path that leads to death. It's a trap. And so many of our brothers and sisters are unfortunately stuck in a trap and they don't even know it. Because they're being conformed more easily than ever in the history of mankind because of these tools I'm holding in my hand. Hardly anybody reads paper anymore. They want to see visuals. People don't want to read the Word of God. I want to be told a nice story that feeds my soul. I want to be like a babbling pagan. I've got 10 prayers I'm going to pray today. I have a little bit of daily bread that I'm going to use and then I'm going to carry on with my life. Let me ask you this. If somebody was to peel open your life and look into areas of your search history, areas of your time spent, are you salty? Are you light? You will know because the Holy Spirit grieves. He knows. You know the best way to come back into the Lord is not by condemnation, but by repentance and thankfulness. Say, thank you, Lord. You took that sin and you took the debt that was I owed. 
And now I can enter in you today. But daily I choose to pick up my cross. Why? Because my flesh wants to cry out. Every day there is being other influences around us. Your friendship networks. It wants you to bow to yourself. That's really what it boils down to. Do you guys know the story of King Nebuchadnezzar with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? I'm sure you do. And you remember in Daniel chapter 3, I believe. Let me read this. Because I want to challenge us today, guys. If the body of Christ would stand for the truth and be salty in all areas of our lives, in the private to the public, remember the light, so that they might know your Father, not so that you could boast in yourself, so that you point to Christ, the world would be different. There are bills in government being set up right now that want to squash the very principles of our Christian faith. There are so many areas where if we don't wake up, it's going to be even harder for our generations to stand up and say, I'm a follower of Christ. It's our duty. It's our reasonable response. Reasonable. It's like, think about what you've been bought out of. You're a slave to sin. Now you're a slave to Christ. A slave, though. You don't own you. You've been bought by, by His blood. Because He has a perfect plan. A plan to prosper you, to give you a hope for a future. Yes. yes. Amen. He wants you to be salty. And I feel like at times we are at risk of losing our flavor. Anybody like M&M's, peanut M&M's? Who, who prefers the peanut M&M to the standard M&M? This is just a personal thing. Yeah. Put your hand up if you like the standard. Who, who prefers the peanutty M&M? Yeah, I see more people like the peanut, the mix. That's me. If the peanut M&M was mushed into the chocolate, it wouldn't be the same, right? You don't get that crunchy inside and soft chocolate on the outside. You know, the, those that are peanut issues, right? Or, or hazelnut chocolate, right? You got the hazelnut on the inside and the chocolate on the outside. Okay, you get in the picture. You're meant to be nutty. You're a nut for Christ. You go against the flow. Jesus walked down a road that was against the flow. He did not deserve it, but he walked it. He chose to pick up the cross. What are you choosing today? Choose to be nutty. Choose to be salty. If you find yourself living in a place where you're playing with fire, I guarantee you, you will get burnt. But play in the holy fire and you will be burnt and cleansed and purified, made holy. Come out untouched, holy, and declare who God is. Because in the story of Daniel, what happened? They said when the sound hits, when the music drops. I love music. But they said when the sound hits, you bow to the statue of King Nebuchadnezzar. It was a trap set by those that were pagans that did not follow God. They were trying to conform and transform society to be ungodly. Doesn't that sound familiar, folks? Doesn't it sound familiar? And then we can look and go, well, that was the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. He made a gold statue of himself. Hello? Are we not Nebuchadnezzars when we make a statue of ourselves, putting ourselves before Christ? 
We are in danger of raising up our own statues. The worst idol is to worship ourselves, saying, I bought myself, I own myself. The scripture is the opposite. It's nutty. It's, it's abrasive. It's your life, nutty. Is it abrasive? Every day, starting from the inside, when you pray, close the door, shut it down, turn off everything and worship the Lord. Meet Him, be transformed, get in His fire. You see, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were called out, they said, Ah, oh, sir, uh, uh, king, somebody's, they're not, they're not bowing down to, this, to, to, to you and your idol. When the music hits, when the sounds of the world are coming, they're going against, they're being nutty, they're being salty, they're being spicy. Who likes spicy halang here? Halang sao sao. I love that, right? It's not the same when you just have vinegar. As soon as you put sili in it, bam, it's on fire. It transforms, it becomes great, right? You're called to be spicy, not just the regular standard vinegar. You're called to be nutty, not just a squash bit of chocolate that molds and melts in the world. A peanut doesn't melt in the sun, does it? When the heat comes, when the different circumstances hit, it stays a peanut. It stays nutty. Your saltiness cannot be changed in circumstance. Circumstance does not dictate who you are, who you become, or what you're going to should be. You dictate to the circumstance. I am a child of God. I will not bow to this world. I've been chosen. Pastor Rose started and said, can you believe that we have been chosen today? What? What are you choosing today then? To be nutty or to just go with the flow? When the tides hit, oh, I'm going to keep the peace. I'm just going to keep the peace around me. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to stand when my school friends do things. I'm not going to walk out. I'm just going to keep the peace. When my brothers and my friends are doing and acting or speaking things, I won't say anything. I'm going to keep the peace. I'm going to be a good Christian. That's what they're conforming you. They say you hear that sound, you bow. Bow to yourself. Bow to your fear. Bow to your flesh. Shadrach, Mishnah, and Bego said, I will not bow. And it threw the king, the world, the flesh into a rage. There's a battle. There's a rage in your flesh today. Your flesh goes, ah, don't do that. Do I sound angry? That's the flesh. It wants to change you. It wants to shackle you. It wants to put chains back on you that Christ broke. His blood paid it once and for all. And he wants to rechain it. He wants to take you down and say, hey, bow to the sound. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, what they do? We won't bow. How dare you, said the king. Let me switch it. How dare you, said your flesh. You won't feed your eyes with this thoughts. You won't feed yourself with the thought that, well, they deserve that. Or they shouldn't have done that. I don't deserve this. I'm not going to walk in humility and forgiveness like Christ said to do. I'm more tempted by the evil to worship myself, to gratify flesh, rather than saying, I trust in God to be my vindicator. I trust in God who has paid my price that while I was a sinner, I've been bought. I want to be salt and light here. I want to point them to Jesus, even if it hurts. I'm going to choose a path, even if it hurts. I'm going to go against the flow, even if it hurts. What's your choice today? We know the story here in Daniel. The king was so angry then he tied them up, bound them together, made the fire so hot that when he threw, he called his guys to throw them in, the men that were near the fire got burned up. That's how hot 
and dangerous the world's fire is. This is what I said. You think you can play with fire, with the thoughts. If you go beyond that, it starts to act as a sin. If you look at the Beatitudes, Jesus said, what is an adulterous spirit? It's when you take a thought and then you act upon your thought before you even act in your flesh. Choose daily to subdue the flesh. Remember, your body doesn't belong to you. Your mind and your heart has been bought by Christ. What happens when they stand up? The king looked. And this is the thing about so that they may see. The king's looking at the fire. Just imagine with me. Init sobra init kayo. Right? Super init. And he throws them in. It's so hot that people that carry them died. Have you ever been near a furnace? When I, I have. Or like a gold processing plant. When you go near the furnace. Woo, and they open the furnace. It's whoo, Playing with fire will get you burnt if it's the wrong fire. In the right fire, you'll be like a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What happened? They throw them into the fire. They're bound probably like babui, like hogs. They're tied up like that, right? They said they bound them, okay? And they threw them in the fire. And the king's looking because he's so angry. His flesh is rising up. Ah, how dare you not bow to me? How dare you not eat of my fruit? It's so good, isn't it? Temporal good. And he looks, he goes, Grabe! What's up, man? He's looking, he goes, There was three, now there's four. And that one looks like the Son of God. I see God in those guys. And they're walking freely in their clothes. Read it for yourself in Daniel chapter 3. Oh, there you go. He exclaimed, look, I see four men not tied, but walking around the fire unharmed. And the fourth looks like the son of God. And then he goes, release them, release them. Because I see something and he sees a revelation of God. Why? Because they stayed nutty. They stayed spicy. They stayed salty. They stayed lit on fire for the Lord. And the things that the world said, I'm going to burn you, was turned for the glory of God. In all things, God works for the good. So when those fires and these temptations come, what should we do, church? We stay salty. You go, man, I, I need to be nutty. I need to be like, like, like Brother Wood said. I need to stay spicy. I, I don't get mushy. I need to be the nut in my friendship circle. I need to point the light in my marriage. I need to point the light in my relationships. I need to point to Christ in my mindset, transformed by the renewing. So when they came out, there was a spirit of repentance in that place. And they said they didn't even smell of smoke. And their clothes were perfect. And they didn't smell of the stench of what was considered to be purified death. And then they were raised up in the land. You see, today the Lord is calling us for such a time as this. Why? Because there's no greater time to shine the light. That song we sang, every tribe, every tongue. You go back 35, 40 years ago here in this place, 20, yeah, I guess, you know, I'm 41. So 41 years ago, very different place to what it is today. Less international travelers. You know that your life 
is called to shine the light so the whole world would see. Don't ever think that you're so small and so insignificant that your little sin won't matter or that your little light won't matter. It's the same. It will devour you one way or the other. So why not submit our hearts to God and say, I'm going to shine so bright that when people see me, they say too. When they walk, they see Christ in me. So everybody that sees you, let me put it into this. Be a double vision Christian from others. When they see you, they should see Christ. Isn't that a good picture? Be a double visioned visual Christian. Right? That just struck me. We walk with Christ. He is holy. We walk in the light with Him. Every area of your life, can you declare that you are being a double vision, visional Christian? Vision, visuals. Visuals. But you, see, you know what I mean. Stay nutty. Be different for Christ, not for yourself. So that, so that they would see Christ and point to the Father. The giver of life. The creator of the heavens and the earth. Our purpose is this, that we would be salt and light in every area of our lives. Not just on a Sunday, not just on a youth meeting, not just in a midweek, not just on an outreach, but every day in every aspect of our lives, we are called to be salt and light. Starting in the small, quiet, secret place, walking out into the light and shining it bright without fear. Let me tell you this. The temptation to bow to yourself is often because of fear of rejection. The revelation that you have been chosen and loved by the Creator should nullify any fear of rejection. Think about it. It's called the mind of Christ. That's why you put it on with an understanding heart. I've been bought with a price so high and loved by God. That nothing can separate me from this. So therefore I can stand. Therefore I can love. Therefore I can be grace. Even when it's wrong done to me. Christ was wrong done to him. For me. So therefore off of that. I'm going to do the same. He forgave me. I will forgive others. A lack of forgiveness will leave you trapped. A lack of repentance will leave you trapped. A lack of understanding will leave you lost. You see, God has called us to be light and, and, and salt. Why? Because He knows that the world wants this murkiness. Have you noticed uh, a lot of the messages that you hear was, everything's all right. It's all good if you're a good person. Just babble, just pray, just do some good deeds. You'll feel good. It's not about the good deeds. It's not about the, the prayers and the number of times you, you kneel down every day. It's about our heart. It's about are we being salt in a world that's just full of flavorlessness. And unfortunately, in the body of Christ, we are at risk of becoming flavorless. Like I said before, if you were to look at your life today, could we be flavorless and be hard to distinguish? You notice a sealy inside a bowl of uh, suka is very visual. 
You know a Sealy's in there. You're like, whoa, get ready for that. It's going to burn. Right? You don't think, oh, there's Sealy in there, but I don't see any evidence. I don't see the seed. I don't see that red or that green. You know, and it can be tiny, but it's there. You could feel tiny, but you're there. You're going to bring a spice if you would trust God. Your future, he says, give us today our daily bread. Don't worry about tomorrow. It's got enough problems of itself. Today I'm giving you what you need. Start with a heart of repentance. Get righteous before God. And then forgive others. Love others. Love God. Love others. And then resist temptation to bow to yourself. Because ultimately the greatest desire is to worship oneself when you don't follow God's will. That's what it boils down to. So church, today I want to encourage us. Let's be on fire for the Lord. And if you found yourself today in my sermon thinking, you know what, I've been playing with a fire that I know is going to, that actually I thought I was strong enough to play with these things. I only do it once a week now as opposed to twice a week. I can hang with these people more than I hang with the brothers and sisters of Christ. Because they're cooler. They understand me better and they're... It's like, what are you talking about? You are not like them. Go and walk in the light. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind and your heart. Putting on the very mind of Christ today. So today, guys, as I end, I want to challenge us. If you want to be what God has called you to be, then start this morning. Say, God, thank you for a new day. Today is a new day of your grace and your mercy. There is no longer any condemnation in Christ Jesus, for I am a new creation. So today, if you start to feel condemnation, well, that ain't the truth. That's called conviction. When your spirit gets convicted, the Holy Spirit is saying, come and receive from me newness of life, a new understanding, and I will give you Everything you need for this life of godliness. You think you're at the end of your own strength. Good. Then in your weakness, I will be proven strong. Come into my presence. One, repent. Two, forgive. Three, resist. And then live. 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 We are called to be light, guys. Can you imagine if all of us were really like this? Like... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in a workplace, in a school places. Revival would be so quickly here, wouldn't it? Because people cannot come into the presence of God and not be transformed. What is the temple of the living God today? We're the church, are we not? It's not we know it's not a building, correct? Yes. Amen. So if it's not the building, then who is the church? Us, we carry the kingdom. Since the kingdom of God is here. Let it be here on earth as it is in heaven. We have a glimpse of heaven right now. There are circumstances that will not be like this in heaven. But he says, you can establish my kingdom and my rule in your heart here on earth as it is. So you can speak into your circumstance or your hardship as it is in heaven. Oh, I've been hurt as it is in heaven. I'm forgiven and I'm free. Oh, I'm, I'm walking in sickness. As it is in heaven, by His stripes I am healed. Do you see the mindset, the difference? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't look at the fire here on earth. 
They looked at the potential difference between the fire of eternity and life with Christ. They said, even if this world will burn me, I will not bow. Wow. Now that is insane nuttiness. That's a mountain of nuttiness. That's a mountain of salt. That's who you are. You're not weak. You're strong in Christ. That's who you are. You're not broken. You're healed in Christ. That's who you are. You're not lost. You've been found by Christ. That's who you are. You're not downtrodden. downtrodden you're lifted up by Christ. That's who you are. You're not a nobody. You're a son and a daughter of the living God. That's who you are. You're not an accident. You were chosen and formed by God. That's who you are. This is our purpose. To point to Christ. Be salt. Be nut. Be halang. Be spicy. Be spicy in your marriage, in your relationships. In the holiness of God. Be spicy, be nutty in your workplace. In the holiness of God. Remember how we pray? Our Father in heaven, we are accepted. Right? If you're a follower of Christ today. Holy be your name. Today is a great day, guys. Because if you find anywhere in your life, and I, I, I won't embarrass you, but I know that all of us should and could probably put our hands up and say, that's an area where I have potentially lost my saltiness or my light is a little dim. I've allowed certain things in my life, in this world, to conform me to the patterns of this world as opposed to be transformed by the renewal of my mind by being in the presence of God. Right? So with that in mind, as I close in prayer, um, I'll lead it up to you guys if you want to bring a, a song of worship to respond or I, I believe that we've got something else to do today too. Um, between you and the Lord. Between you and the Lord and say, God, thank you. Open up with thanksgiving in your heart. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. And today I choose to follow you. Forgive me. Start with a heart of repentance. And then don't take your offering to the Lord until you've asked for forgiveness from your brother or you've forgiven your brother or your sister. In your heart or, or whatever method it is that you feel the Holy Spirit guide you. And then say, today I resist, I repent, I turn the other way from those ways that have been conforming me. Not into the likeness of my king, but into the likeness of myself. And see what God would do in your nuttiness. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. You can walk through in joy and in strength. How did Apostle Paul write these letters while chained in a nasty dungeon? Because his joy was not in the world, but was in eternity. He counted it all as nothing, garbage, compared to the surpassing glory that was set before him. That is who you are. You have an inheritance that goes into eternity that neither moth or rust can destroy. That's your inheritance. That's what you can claim today and walk in. Amen?
Let's pray. Father, we just thank You for Your truth and Your Word, Lord God. We thank You, Lord, for the spirit of revelation. Holy Spirit, I just thank You that You have come today and revealed Your love and Your mercy and Your grace. That You have shared with us the truth. And the truth is what sets us free. There's freedom in Your presence. Freedom in Your truth. And right now, Holy Spirit, I just ask for my brothers and my sisters, my family in Christ here today, I just ask, Lord, that you would continue to open up our hearts that we might see you in your love, in your grace, in your power, in your holiness. And Lord God, that today we would walk as those, Lord God, that have been transformed by the renewal of our mind. Lord God, that from the inside out we would walk, Father, with a heart of repentance. In the inside out we would walk, Lord God, forgiven and forgivers. Lord God, that we would forgive those that have sinned against us, Lord God. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would empower us today to lead us not into temptation but, and to deliver us from all evil, Lord God. That you, our lives, Lord God, would point to you. That we would shine the light so that our Father in heaven might be made known in and through our lives. I pray, Lord God, for every family, every relationship, every marriage, every sonship, every daughtership here, Lord God. I just pray, Lord, that, Father, your presence would come. That we would be known as disciples of Jesus Christ by the way that we love one another. Lord God, that we would love you and serve you with all our heart, soul, and strength strength. Lord God, right now, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We just ask, Lord, that you would come and continue to transform our hearts. Yeah, Lord. Amen.